What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Believe in Iowa State podcast. This show, kind of want to take it off the beaten path a little bit. So one of the things that we've been trying to do with the Believe in Iowa State podcast, me and Marika, is to kind of create a little structure, a little schedule, so that you know you can you can expect a show this day, a show this day, this type of show this day, this type of show this day. Now, if you haven't listened, might I interject? If you haven't listened to Marika, excuse me, Marika's first show with Megan Reese on the from the dance team is excellent. She did a great job. I'm really proud of her. My first show, you can remember that I did this about two years ago. Some of you probably remember. It was pretty. <laughs> I had a lot of work to do. I was way too nervous. The whole time I was like, I'm so nervous. I'm a lot better now. Marika's a natural. I'm super excited that she's uh, joined us to do this. But yeah, we'd like to have a schedule. It's going to have Marika's interview show, the current player or something like that. And then me with a recruit, and then me, Kevin, and Tyler, and whoever else wants to join, just shooting, just talking, just talking about Cyclone Sports. And we'll probably add a couple more shows trying to figure this out, but that's kind of how we want to do it. That's kind of how you want to do it. You've seen this on other networks. I'm sure most of you listen to other podcasts. You've seen it with them. You know when to expect the shows to come out. This one, kind of off the beaten path, because I've talked about this specific topic of what should our expectations be? What should they be now? I've been talking about this, you know, with Kevin, with Tyler, with other fans, talking about it just off the cuff, trying to figure out, like, what are we, what? Like, what? What do we make of this? How do we go forward going like, okay, because you listen to all these shows, you talk, you probably talk to your friends, you're like, when are the wheels going to fall off? We're just wait. are we waiting for the wheels to fall off? Are they ever going to fall off? What should we expect? What should we expect? And there's a really good problem to have <laughs> because we're five and one. And it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're a 5-1 team. We have TJ Otzelberger. We have a lot of pr- really good basketball players. But here's the thing about this team that I want to talk about. Let's talk about the pros about this team. And then we can talk about how do we manage our expectations? What should we manage? Well, first thing I want to talk about is going into the season, my expectation was a lot probably like yours. Just make the tournament again. If we can make the tournament again, then we're going to be, that's golden. Everything else is gravy, but that's golden, is making the tournament. That way we know that last season was not a fluke, that we went undefeated in uh, in non-conference, kind of struggled a little bit in conference, did just enough to get into the tournament, had a dud of the Big 12 tournament play, And then went to the Sweet 16. Was it a fluke? Or wasn't it a fluke? Well, if we can get back to the tournament this year, then it means it wasn't a fluke. And it was not for nothing. That's what we came into the season hoping for. A lot of people said we had to go 8-10 and to be safe. So I was like, darn it, I I am hoping for 8-10. and So 
So when we beat Baylor, I'm like, that really helps us and propels us because Baylor's a good team, and they are still a good team. Even though they're 3-3, three and three, watch out. Keontae George is a really good player. But I was like, okay, that was a big game. And then we go and beat Oklahoma. I'm like, okay, 2-0. and oh, This is looking really good. We just have to win 6 of 16. We go and beat like TCU or whoever the heck we played. And it just started to roll. And it was great. And we beat Texas Tech. Like, that's, this, you see what I'm saying? The positives about this team, one, they're one of, they have one of the best coaches in the country. So you can expect to be in every game. The defense will always come. TJ Otzelberger will find a way on the offense. We'll find a way. That's a positive. Another positive is you've shown that you can beat top teams. You beat a number seven Texas team on Tuesday. They're a top 10 team. That's a huge win. That's one of the biggest wins in the past decade. You beat the number one team on a neutral court. You beat number one UNC on a neutral court. Obviously, it's tied with one of the biggest wins in school history because they're a number one team. Now, I know they've fallen off a little bit, but we've seen that with teams that Iowa State has played. But at the time they were a number one team, that's how you rate it. That's how you rate it. They went toe-to-toe, down to the wire, with a Kansas team in Allen Fieldhouse. Number two Kansas team. Went down to the wire. Couple different plays break a different way. Some guys make a couple more shots, couple less fouls. You win that game pretty handily. This team, you look at it, you go, "Wow, look at that resume." They they pummeled that Baylor team. They absolutely annihilated Texas Tech. What do we expect? What can we expect? I mean that that this is the resume of a really good team. But also on the, the, the cons, the negatives, the whatever, some people might say the realist. We don't have an NBA guy. We don't have a Brockington even. We don't have a Brockington. We don't have a, shoot, a George Niang, a Monte Morris, a Tyrese Halliburton would be a good one to say. Mario Shayok, a guy that can just take over the game when you need him. You know, everybody's not gelling, so take over the game. We don't have the, any guy. Prom's first season, he had six NBA guys. There was a time when Fred was here, he had seven. And I'm not saying like, oh, could be. Seven guys who made an NBA roster and got on a basketball court in the NBA. A real game. That's an NBA player. He had seven at one time. I believe it was last year. That's crazy. 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 So you're like, we don't have that. Let's be honest. Robert Jones is, I love that guy. Really high energy, big Rob energy, high intense. 
intensity, good rebounder, good team player, plays within himself. He's not going to be a scoring threat. He's not an NBA player. Let's be honest. He's not. Gabe Kalsher, you can't trust him to bang down 40%. Caleb Grill, hot and cold sometimes. Always will bring it on defense. Hot and cold sometimes. Sometimes makes crazy plays. He's not as crisp as an NBA player. He's a really good player, and I'm excited for him to come back next season. But you know what I'm saying, okay? You know what I'm alluding to. We don't. Maybe Taman Lipsy, but he's a freshman. We don't have the talent. We have a lot of hard games left. And we haven't, we're riding a high right now. And here's another thing. So we talk about, we compared the eras. We compared the, the Fred Hoiberg eras and the Steve Prohm eras, especially the beginning of the Steve Prohm era, to all what we consider greatness. Because Fred Hoiberg, we look back at the time, oh my gosh, what glory days that was. That, ooh, man, such glory days. And we look back at the beginning of the Prohm era and we're always like, oh man, man, we were rolling. That, remember when we won all those tournament games? Oh man, we were rolling. And you could kind of call Fred Hoiberg's time as the pseudo glory days because it was four or five years of really good basketball. Prohm at the beginning, really good basketball. Here's the thing. Right now, we're five and one. In order for us to go eleven and seven, we have to go six and six down the stretch. Six and six. Go five hundred. Split ever split the games for every week. And we're eleven and seven. If we go eight and four, we're thirteen and five. That's a really good season for us. Just how good is it? So how how I, I asked people this week, how good do you think? the best Steve Prohm team was? Like, what do you think their record was? Some of you might say, like, did they go, like, 13-5 and five those first few years? No, the best record was 12-6. and six. Okay, so if we win seven of the next 12 games, we equal Steve Prohm's best record. Okay, well, that was Steve Pro. I mean, let's be real here. Steve Pro. Steve Pro. Okay. He was great at taking a lot and doing nothing with it. Ah. I hear you. I hear you. 2018 and 2019, those, that year right there, the Mariel Shayok, great freshman year. Well, the Mario Shayok with all the great freshmen, Tyrese Hunter, or Tyrese Halliburton, man, I'm getting them screwed up. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. That year, I thought we could have done better. We went 9-9 nine nine that year. It is what it is, okay? It wasn't going to work. But let's be real here, Eric. Fred Hoiberg was the guy. He was the guy, okay? Don't be talking about bro. Talk about Fred Hoiberg, the guy. 
You want to know what his best record was? Six and six. Same thing. Same thing. But he had to build a program. Okay. He had Royce White. And then the next year he had Corey Lucius and Will Clyburn. And then he started really rolling with a lot of really good players. He was the first guy who started out the transfer thing and made it work. And more, and I commend him for that. But really, what you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about it is the best that we did was twelve and six in conference. Now twelve and six isn't bad; it's not. But the point of this podcast is how do we manage our expectations? Because I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, oh, we're gonna go. F- 15 and 3. 15 and 3 is a crazy season. That's a crazy season. In this Big 12, Fred Hoiberg and Steve Prohm were not in this Big 12. Yes, they had to play really tough Kansas teams. Some tough Baylor teams. There's a couple other teams in there. Oklahoma State was good for a couple years. West Virginia punched you in the mouth. And they had a couple years where they were really rolling. But this, like, these past few years in the Big 12 have been ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, Texas Tech is at the bottom this year. 0-6. I don't think they're a bad team. We crushed them in Hilton. I don't think they're a bad team. They can play with anybody in this league. I don't think they're a bad team. And the it's the weirdest this year, man. Like this league. How do, what should we expect? How do we how do we manage our expectations for this? Because this is the thing that I'm trying to t- talk to everybody, everybody on the Discord. Um everybody you know, that you just at work anywhere talking about the cyclones. What can we expect? What can we expect? Should I stay down at my hoping for eight wins? Everything else is gravy. Even if we go on a slide, I mean, I'll be happy. I won't be disappointed. But I can't I can't help now think like if we don't go above five hundred that it would kind of be a letdown of a February. So what should I should I expect you know ten and eight then? But if we go ten and eight, that means we go five and seven down the stretch. Less than five hundred. But if we go five hundred, that means that we get eleven and seven. Five hundred is seems to be doable. But it's 11 and 7. And that's like one of the best records that you've had in the ever. Especially in the past decade. In the past two decades. I couldn't tell you before, but like that's that's an incredible record, is 11 and 7 for Iowa State. But you know, if you go like if you go seven and five, or let's shoot, shoot even eight and four, you win all the games at home, and you win two on the road. Think about that. 
Think about that. You win five, or, or if you win five and three, split them five and three, or two and six and two, you'll be 13 and five. You do better than Fred Hoiberg and Prohm ever did with all the talent that they had. I mean, think about that. This team would do better than Fred Hoiberg and Steve Prohm ever did. This team, this team. We don't have a George Niang. We don't have Monte Morris. We don't have Naz Long. We don't have Matt Thomas. We don't, Name your guys. We don't have them. And we're still winning like we never won before. I mean, <laughs> if you're not jumping on the Iowa State bandwagon right now and riding it for the next few years, you're crazy. But this team, here and now, what are the expectations? So... For you, it's whatever you want to believe. You can. I want you to believe that you think we're going to go all the way. We're going to win the conference. I hope you do. It's fun. It's good for your fandom to believe, hey, we can do this. We can lace up our bootstraps and come out every night and compete. We can. And you should be hopeful. You should be optimistic because this is a damn good team. Beating Texas is no joke. No joke. I think what pe- people forget, <laughs> people were forgetting because of their hatred for uh, Tyrese Hunter and their hatred for the rest of just Texas as a whole. They forgot that that Texas team is rated number seven in the country. That's a huge win for this program. In 20 years, we'll remember that as the Tyrese Hunter game. But new fans will kind of be like, okay, yeah, the Tyrese Hunter, yeah. But what they won't forget is that was a number seven Texas team. Totally different than that Iowa team. This is a number seven, top ten Texas team. Huge win. What I want, what I'm, my expectations. Man. I want, like, I want to not be greedy and just say ten and eight. But then that means we're going five and seven down the stretch. Like, I don't see this team going five and seven down the stretch. I really think that what I'm going to say is I, I hope for 11 or 12 wins. I don't really like to reset my expectations. I don't really like to do it because it seems like, okay, you know, you give some wiggle room. Everything's gravy, but teams have ebbs and flows. I think we are at a very high point right now. Will there be a low point? I hope not. But, you know, it's probably going to come sometime. Just being real. Just being the realist. It's probably going to come sometime. We're probably going to have a two or three game losing streak at some point. This is going to suck. But... I think that 11 and 12 wins is safe. And that's a, that's huge for the program. Huge. I mean, that's, that's factoring in for seven wins, seven and five. That's factoring in, you know, if we win every game at home at Hilton, we only, we only win one more road game. We're going to beat Oklahoma state on the road. I'm pretty confident this weekend. We're going to beat West Virginia on the road. I'm pretty confident. Where the other, I, you gotta believe that there's probably gonna be another win, and probably in either Austin or Lubbock, more likely Lubbock. 
I'm at a loss for words. Because I go down the list, I'm like, we've already beaten that team before. We beat them on the road. Of course we're going to beat them in Hilton. Or, man, we, we did a pretty good job in Hilton. I think that we could, it's, it's going to be not the, not the hardest thing to do to beat them on the road. Like, Texas Tech. It's, I think the safest bet to go is to hope for 12 wins. Because that gives you, you know, the hope that we're going to do something really good. We're going to win a bunch of games. But it also gives you that wiggle room to go, you know what? <laughs> if we lose a couple, it's fine. I didn't hope for 17-1. and one. So, yeah, really, when it comes to managing expectations. I think that what we have to do is... The best way to do it is to go game by game and go do I think we can win. And you got to factor in. It's going to be really, these road games are super tough, super tough. You've seen it where we've been up by, at TCU by a lot, and they came back and they almost won. We had to win on a last-second shot. Kansas is super difficult on the road. You saw even Oklahoma was super difficult on the road. How do we manage it? It's really up to all of us. I'm going to manage mine by going, hey, I'm going to bump up our wins a little bit. 12 and 6. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm predicting. Crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy because that's the, high, the best that Hoiberg and Prom ever did. I tell you what, guys, what a special season. I hope it continues. I hope it continues to be great. We're going to get Jazz Koontz back. It's going to get even better. I'm very excited for these future teams. Omaha Blue coming in. Caden Fish, Mylon Momsilovich, Jelani Hamilton. It's going to be great. Hope you guys are ready. Hope you guys are excited. Send me a DM of what you think your expectations are. What your prediction is. I don't really like to change. I don't really like to change. Because I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm accounting for in the moment emotional reactions to what I see in front of me when the realistic part of the season I don't know the full story I don't know the story of the season I'm an engineer by trade I'm a trained engineer that's kind of how you use it you look at the whole data set and you predict the whole data set it's kind of what I do and I'm very very conservative with with what my prediction is what my hypothesis is and to think that being conservative is 12 and 6 is bonkers to me because I thought I would thought that this team I was hoping I'm not I wasn't predicting I was hoping for 8 and 12 Damn we passed it Well we haven't passed it yet but if we don't what the heck happened <laughs>
I hope you guys have a great Friday or whenever you're listening to this. Anyway, guys, go Cyclones. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.